Welcome to the Not That Great Podcast. I'm your host, Camille McMullen. What's going on? Happy Tuesday. It is Tuesday, June 1st. Happy Pride Month. Happy everything. Hope you had a nice long weekend for uh, Memorial Day. And um, hope you uh, know what that stands for, I guess, since that was a big thing over the weekend. Um, But um, yeah, obviously a uh, heartfelt salute to all of the people that made the ultimate sacrifice for America. Um, And we're back. I'm back. So we've been putting out episodes as much as we can, a lot of them without me, which, you know, shit happens. You you probably just don't want to hear my voice anyway. Um, And that's too bad because this episode has a lot of my voice in it. Uh, Me, um, Mr. Al Brown, and Mr. Logan Nieder are doing a... Another one of these card group mailbags. Uh, this time we did it in a Facebook group. If you've listened to our other episode before, did a group before called Ozarks Card Breaks. This group is called Affordable Sports Cards and Breaks on the Facebook platform. Shout out to those who let us run, excuse me, pretty big card giveaway in there this week, or last week, I should say. We did it for seven days, tons of cards for the winner. Mr. Nick Roach, and congratulations to him. Shout out to uh, the Ferry Brothers, um, Greg and David, and uh, Brad Blindert, and uh, Jack Fury. So those guys were nice enough to let us overtake their um, group for the week and give out some cards. And we, because of that, we incentivized people to send us sporting questions and uh, we answered as many of them as we could. It's probably going to be two parts. We got over 50 questions, so some of them we did not get to today. Uh, the last question that we got to today, at the very end of the recording, might cause a little consternation. It's a theoretically political question, but we answered it how we felt. So I just want to leave that out there for you guys to ruminate over. Um, so, again, happy Tuesday, happy Pride Month. Um, go check out a check out a podcast called Movies We Missed. Uh, this is not an official sponsorship deal or anything like that. Um, but a good friend of mine from high school, Jane Blackburn Hammer, is doing a podcast about movies that most people have seen, and I, I identify with this because um, there's a lot of movies I should have seen that I've yet, yeah, I've yet to see. Um, and that's 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 on me, I guess. That's my bad. So, anywho, this podcast, I listened to the episode about Twilight the other day. Um, and so, my wife loves Twilight. She made me watch it. Um, and I don't super like it, but um, Jane and her partner in crime, I believe his name is Brandon. Um, Jane breaks it down for him, and he asks questions, has concerns um, about what's going on in Forks? What's up with these people? Why are there so many vampires and werewolves all over the place? Um, who decided to put Kristen Stewart in a movie at all that's another good question but anyway give them a shout it's uh movies we missed is the name of the podcast you can find them on instagram at movies we missed um so check that out and big shouts to jane and 
again, Brandon, I'm, 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 I feel like I'm getting the name wrong, but the shout out's what matters. But uh, the episode I listened to is very good. So if you like movies, uh, that's where you try to be. So go take a listen to that podcast. Um, that's it. That's all the upfront stuff. So settle in for about an hour of all kinds of shit. We went over a lot of NFC North talk, a lot of Packers talk. We went over uh, some, jeez, uh, what else? Basketball. Who's going to uh, be in the finals? Didn't pick a winner. I didn't, at least. I don't think Al did either. I don't think Logan did either. I think we all came to the consensus finals. Uh, some baseball stuff, historical stuff, and at the end, the uh, question about um, quote-unquote politics and sports. This is a, a nice little discussion we had. I didn't tell the guys I was asking them that question, but everyone handled it with aplomb. And uh, you know, here are our little opinions about shit, So, and that's why you're here. So welcome. Kick back, relax. Moose is in the house on this June 1st, Tuesday. Not that great. Brand new. Let's go. Make it a double, I can Take it another, get so hard to chase it Live up to, yeah, it slides away when You're running like my Uncle David Who never lived to escape it The trouble you were about to cave in Give up to talking in your basement All right, guys. So, Logan Nieder is here. Al Brown is here. I'm here. I'm on my own podcast. Can you believe it? Weird. Like the first time and <laughs> what that I was announced to be here on purpose. Yep. Was actually here doing the producing the past few weeks, uh, but not available to be on. So, on today, the three of us, we might have a guest appearance by Brian Goodwin in a little bit. Uh, there may be some popping in and out. The link is in the chat so anyone can come in and show up and say hello if they want the three of us though are gonna try to plow through this 52 i think is the number 52 question list that we sourced by giving away free shit which is the best way to source anything mm-hmm. um in the affordable sports cards and breaks group on facebook it's kind of a co-sponsor type of type of deal if i can make that stretch uh, neither of you are in the group. I'm in the group. Tommy's in the group. Brian's in the group. Uh, because Not neither of you, collector. neither of you are giant, uh, uh, small dick nerds like we are. So, <laughs> um, so, and no offense to the small dick nerds in affordable. That's a that's a rude thing to say. I apologize. But no, that group is dope. So if anyone, uh, but they know who they are. They know who they are. The small dick nerds. <laughs> know who they are. But I just counted myself among one of them as one of them. Um, but yeah. So uh, shout out to affordable. Now we've got. Same as the one we did a few months back, except we have four times as many questions. Um, and we'll start with one. We're just going to start at the top and work our way down. Um, and we're there's 52 of these, and we are none of us are made of 24 hours, so we're not going to we're not going to get to all of them. It's not going to happen. But we appreciate everyone participating. The winner has already been notified. I'll be sure to read the winner's question, uh, which is actually a hockey question. Thankfully. For, uh, for Mr. Logan. Let's start with the winner's question, okay? The winner was Mr. Nick Roach, who I've actually done some business with before in the group. He's a good dude. Do you think it was a good idea for Steve Weiserman? <laughs> what is that? Yeiserman? I know how to pronounce Weiserman or Iserman. To renew Blachelle's contract. We got a Detroit uh, two-hitter right here. 
Uh, he's got a Lions question after we'll get to after that. But how do you feel about that, Logan? You're the, the resident hockey expert. So this was the only question that I really did any research on because I kind of needed to see when he became the head coach and when, uh, when Detroit really went into almost like a rebuilding status um, after their record uh, playoff appearances in a row. Um, so the year that he became the head coach, they finished third in the Atlantic division with a 41, 30 and 11 record. And that was the last time that they were in the playoffs. Mm. 2015, 2016 season. Since then, they've finished highest of fifth in the, in the Atlantic to miss the playoffs. Two seventh and one last place finish. And then uh, this past season, in the shortened season, they were seventh in the new division that got made. Um, they obviously went into rebuilding status as soon as they started to realize that they they had no pieces to make any championship run. They started dumping off all of their pieces for picks. And I don't think that he's a bad coach. I do think it was a bad idea to re-up his contract. Um, they went with a contract extension, I believe, in the 2018-2019 season. And then they just extended him again. And 20, I think that years. I'm not sure it didn't it didn't specify how many years it was. They just said um, they had given him an, an extension on top of his extension. Classic so, hockey, no details. Yeah, um, he. The research that I got on him was that he was a coach in the AHL, had really good numbers in there. Uh, since he's became the Detroit Red Wings head coach, he has not really done very well. <laughs> so I think it was optimistic given their position and they were in rebuilding status. And now they're sort of, they need to start coming out of that because it's been five, six years now that they have not, they haven't acquired the right picks. They haven't. They haven't just. They haven't done enough to. Now, a quick, quick, just devil's advocate kind of question: How much of that do you think is coaching, and how much of that is it's a uh, it's the city of Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of a million dollar question, and I think that's. Uh, sorry, given, Detroit. You deserve that, better. <laughs> given that they were put into a rebuilding status, I mean, you can't really put all that on the coach. But also, when the team does that terribly, mm. that many years in a row. Yeah, yeah. That seems like the definition of insanity, basically. That's, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Yeah, it sounds. It, but that goes out to the top, right? That's poor decisions following poor decisions. And that's, yeah. that's usually a management thing. That's not usually a coaching thing. doesn't matter what the sport is. Right. So following the question, do I think it was a mistake to extend his contract again? Yes, 
but also I don't think that he's the only problem. Mm. You're in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> you're 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 going into a rebuilding status. They really, that the poor Five. fan base there has really just been pistol whipped so many times. I mean, they had that really nice spark of hope and the O four, you know, Rashid, big shot, mm. and uh, you know, Hamilton days and then the Tigers were pretty good for a little while there. Mm. Um, but they had uh they Erlander, that's why. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah not, yeah, not much to speak of. So yeah. congratulations to our contest winner. On yeah. that one. <laughs> um I'm gonna I I can handle his second part of his question. Do you have faith in Dan Campbell like the rest of Detroit does? I'm not sure why Detroit has any faith in Dan Campbell or anyone. Oh man, he's so good at press conferences. And now you've got uh and now you he's have, so good at press Jared conferences. Goff, Jared Goff, who I legendarily despise. So I don't I don't know what faith that's a that's a we don't have any other choice faith decision right there. It's just like you know, we gotta go with this dude. Yeah, you I know. mean I feel like he is kind of he is he is in kind of a placeholder mode right mm. now. Yeah. Um, and it seems like Campbell is trying to at least, I think what he's trying to do is just kind of have Goff be a, as much of a game manager as possible and bolstering that offensive line and having Swift who we can talk about on one of the next questions, mm-hmm. kind of, running the ball and doing kind of like an old school ground and pound clock management sort of thing, how successful that will be. I have absolutely no idea, but you know, at least for now, it's the best they can kind of hope for. Yeah. Problem. The other problem with, aren't there a bunch of Detroit questions on like, what are their chances to win the division and stuff like that? I, I feel like there's, there are, I mean, we can say on Detroit if you want, I don't yeah, know. Let's if you say on Detroit. Let me find What's that Logan? Let's stay on Detroit while we're on it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Makes sense. So the so, very last question. Yeah. Wait. 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 Said another way. That's. Let's get all this Detroit shit out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that without saying it. Yeah. So one of those is uh, with a new QB, new GM, and head coach, and overall team. If Rodgers is out in Green Bay, do the Lions have a shot at the division this year? I have a question uh, regarding that. Do, is there a is there a date based incentive for um, Green Bay to trade Rodgers, like if they trade him after a certain day or some shit like that, like there are with a couple other. Uh, I know there is. Him. I do not know the details of that at all. I never pay attention to that because I'm I'm of the mind that if they were going to trade him, it would have been done already. I think it's acrimonious enough, unless there's some like overhanging monetary incentive that I'm not aware of, which is entirely possible because again, we did not do much research for these questions. <laughs> um, but, but otherwise, I mean, he's doing the most passive, passive, aggressive shit talking in the history of the sport. And it's clear he wants out. They're saying all the right things on their end, but it just seems like either they're on, like on the down low, either their price is too high or they're just going to dig their heels in and be like, yo, we went through this shit with Favre already. We're not going through this with another franchise quarterback. Aaron is our quarterback, blah, blah, blah. So the main thing at the end of the day, in my opinion, is he's going to play football this season. He's not going to not play a game of football. And I think that Green Bay is probably banking on him being overall a fairly honorable and decent guy as far as dedicated to the being dedicated to the fans of Green Bay. So the likelihood, in my opinion, is that is that 
uh, Rogers stays. And to answer the actual question, no. <laughs> yeah. The answer so, to that yes. question is no. I, I that, agree that question is from uh, Keith Dublin, by the way, just so you know. I agree with that that answer. Um, as far as, you know, absolutely not. Detroit's not winning that. I mean, even if things completely fall apart in Green Bay, I think that um, Chicago still has a, a better chance. Um, yeah, and you've got, a, you've got a non-terrible Vikings team. They're not great, but they're not yeah, terrible. They're better I mean, than they're the certainly not terrible. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 green Bay's division to lose as long as Rodgers is still there. And even if Rodgers isn't there, I mean, there's another question on here. That's like, if, if Rodgers leaves, does he take Devonte Adams with him? And it's like, you you can't act like that shit that easy for one. So like, yeah, I'm taking him and he's coming with me and I'm taking that guy. Like, that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. That doesn't even, happen in the nba where things are way easier and there's more player control but just to speak to the whole like green bay banking on rogers being honorable and everything like you realize that he like disowned his own family right Mm, yeah like if there's a man who's willing to cut his mama out of his own life Mm. He probably Mm -hmm. doesn't give too much of a shit about an organization that he's carried for 16 years yeah however long it's been yeah you know yeah just saying yeah Uh, i would be i'd be super concerned if i was a green bay fan and you know i i i don't know how much of this applies to it but do you think there's any case to be made for the unique ownership situation of the green bay packers kind of against them because basically, like, all of the citizens of Green Bay own the team. Like, they're not making all of the decisions, per se, but I, I just feel like there's there might be some sort of weird dynamic where that might be affecting them in some way. Well, it definitely sounds like a point of leverage that could be used by management. Um, whether, whether seriously or not so seriously. Like, yo, you really want to let all the owners down? Like, um, so... It is. I mean, it's that's definitely strange. I don't. I don't. I'm not a supporter of an organization that does it, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Exactly how. I was just that even works or whatever, but like yeah, it's that, definitely unique. They. I mean, the history behind the franchise, the the storiedness, the legends that have played there. You know, they've had two quarterbacks over three and a half decades. You know, I, like it's there's people stay there it seems you know especially the, the the most important people stay there and that's you know that's obviously something that's on green bay's business card as an organization you know longevity tradition mm-hmm. um and i think that even after the career he's put in um i don't think he i also don't think he ever forgot about how his career started mm. right and about how yep. totally. and about how that behavior was supported by the organization so you know, it's like, hey, if you're gonna do that for Brett, you can do that for me, right? But it seems like maybe, you know, they were like, yeah, up to a point, right up until the minute that we drafted Jordan Love, and then he was like, ah, okay, so that's the that's the rub, and now I need to get out of here. And they're like, nah, son. I mean, I feel like if they had just 
communicated it yeah. to him, it wouldn't have been an issue. Like if they had just been like, listen, man, I mean, you know, it's no, it's no knock against you. You're still, you're still the, the fucking man. Yeah. But you know, you're 36 years old at the time when they mm-hmm. drafted love, like, yeah, this is I the just time. want to be transparent with you, yeah. but like this kid isn't coming for your job. It's more of like, you know, grooming him to, yeah. to eventually because you can't play forever. Yeah, it's like you're siring him, you know. Your yeah, your predecessor yeah. didn't either. Yeah. It's a real real Jane Conan situation we have here. Um you know, it's like cool, man. We got this guy in five years, team's all yours. He's like, Give me the fuck out of here now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's what, that's what I just want to point out that we spent 75% more time talking about Green Bay on that question than we did Detroit. Yeah, well. That says a lot about Detroit, doesn't it? <laughs> but, I mean, right so there. one of the other questions was about uh, Swift. Yeah. Um, and if he's going to get 1,000 yards rushing. I believe that was the question. I, that is the question. Um, if, if is the, that exactly how it was worded? or If he doesn't, then Detroit finishes last in their division. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I I I can't say that everything as it's constituted presently that Detroit finishes anywhere but last in that division. But but that's not that's not the question. The question know, is if but... he's going to get a thousand yards rushing, and I absolutely think that he can. I agree. Um, no, I agree did, that he can. They yes. did really stack up that offensive line. Um in the draft and through some free agency signing. And I feel like even though they also have, um, what's his name? Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams or Jamal Adams? Jamal Williams. It's, uh, Williams. It, Williams. There we go. I think. Um, and even though he's going to be like, you know, running back number two, I still think Swift is going to be doing the predominant amount of, of carrying. Um, so I absolutely think he could get something like, you know, 1,100 yards rushing mm. and then could potentially – I mean, I feel like there's going to be a lot of situations where he's used in the passing game because yeah. they're not going to trust Goff throwing down the field. That's what I was going to so say, especially – do some, like, kind of, you know, out route or, you know, in slant kind of bootleg yeah. sort of thing, dumping off to him and using that kind of, you know, third and short almost as like a run option. Yeah, deal. I was gonna say, especially. So I, I think Swift will have a hell, a hell of a, of a season. Especially if Goff is going to be the game manager that you think he'll be, and I agree. Yeah, you know yeah. that he's then Swift will be that valve. You know what I mean? He'll one hundred percent. I mean, it'll be a significant number of scrimmage yards. I mean, it mm-hmm. may not necessarily be a bunch of. It may not be a one K season, just rushing, but he'll certainly be over one K from scrimmage. Yeah, certainly, you know, one hundred percent. Yes, I agree. Um, Logan, pick a question. I don't have the list in front of me. I can't. Oh my god, you did that little research. You couldn't even. Yeah. Um. Let's do. I want to save that one for Brian because it's a wrestling question. You guys don't give a shit. Not really. Um. Makes yo, sense. let me tee this one up for Alex. Post Garnett Pierce trade, who has been the Celtics' third best draft pick? And that is this question from Andrew Scanelli, who is the last place winner of our contest and Tommy's barber. Okay. True story. <laughs> True story. Um, What's up, Andrew? Nice, nice little info there. Um, third. So, I mean, 
there hasn't been a lot of great ones um, in that period of time, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, one and two would be Tatum and Brown. Yes. And then, oh, no, I was going to say um, Tremont Waters and Jabari Bird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so it really, I mean, it comes down to two guys and I, I feel like it might, it might, it might not totally be out yet. Probably Marcus Smart as of right now, but potentially, but time potentially, Lord. potentially Time Lord. Yeah, yeah. potentially okay. Robbie Williams. Yeah, um, he is certainly a much more raw prospect than Marcus was. I mean, Marcus was defensively ready to play in the NBA. Mm. Rookie, um, Robbie definitely needs some more polish, but potentially, mm. potentially it could be Rob. But okay. as of right now, it's Marcus. Yeah, those are the only two potential answers when you look at that at the list. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Which well, thanks for I thanks mean, for Andrew for teeing up for us real easy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's down to I think it's annoying, I want to say it's Auntie Zizich. <laughs> oh my god! So I totally think that Bill Simmons was like trying to amp up Ante Zizich, like his trade value on his podcast, so they could get more out of him. Because he kept being like, "Listen, I'm hearing, I'm hearing all these rumors. I'm hearing all these rumors that uh, that P- that 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 Danny's really big. He's really big on Zizich. He really likes this kid. <laughs> Ante Zizich." Oh, brother. I was like, Bill, you're full of shit. Yeah, I, would, <laughs> I agree with that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Using your, your platform in order to get better fucking trade value, but geez, pal. All right. Who's, um, let's go to, uh, I like this one. Miles Joseph Honan wants to know, who will win rookie of the year in the NFL this coming year if we are just talking about quarterbacks? I mean, if we're just talking quarterbacks, I guess you'd have to go with um, Lawrence. It has to be Lawrence. Um, if, if it's not Lawrence, it, it's a toss-up between yeah. the – Something very catastrophic has happened if it's not Lawrence, right? Right. there's quarterbacks in place ahead of all the other guys. Right. But, I mean, I just – I don't know if – I just don't think – that rookie of the year is going to be a quarterback. That's just, you think it goes to one of the whiteout guys in. Say again, Kyle Pitts, pretty NFL ready. Um, yeah, he could absolutely be offensive <laughs> rookie of the year. I don't know a, why you're like exasperated that a, by that. That was, a, that was a, an exasperated, agreeance <laughs> he, well he's a tight end for one secondly i'm just i'm just hoping that someone will help me on the uh uh the uh what's his name the devonta um chase no not chase not jamar chase uh devonta i forget his last name now i'm confusing with adams it's uh devonta smith uh the oh Eagles, the alabama the kid yes yeah the Bama kid um being thrown to from a competent quarterback as well so or somewhat competent and also familiar right so um, but yeah, I just, I don't, I, I would, it's likely, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on pits just shamefully. Cause I, I really want to be Devonta, but, um, I don't think that the other quarterbacks are in enough of a position yet. No, 
to put up the any any numbers whatsoever. It doesn't matter what the numbers are. You know, like Trevor's going to have a team to go. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be ready to rock. So and he's going to have Timmy Tebow though. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a that's a good sign that you know he's going to have Timmy Tebow. Yo, here's a wait, wait. So let's just yeah, let's Timmy that Tebow right to save us. Pivot that right away, right? There's a praise Timmy, the Lord. There's a Timmy Tebow question in here. Will he make the 53-man roster? And I think he fucking will. Yeah, Travis pickaxe <laughs> that. I, I, I think I, he well, will. I mean, so here's part of it, though. So, like, he's – I now they're hearing that, like, tight end is kind of not even really going to be his position. He's going to be used as more of, like, a Taysom Hill kind mm. of role, um, which – would probably be better for him because if he is going to be a second string tight end, that means that he would be doing uh, OTAs trying to block second string defensive ends mm. who are trying to make the team and they looked. will fuck him up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you are, if you are like putting a list together of like uh, uh, most sociopaths per position defensive end is probably <laughs> one of them and they're probably not going to give a shit if tebow built a hospital in the philippines or whatever yeah i uh i thought i don't think you can definitely slot him in as tight end because especially if we're going to use him as that like kind of taste some hill kind of role it's really just a, it's really just a position designation it's not like you know what i mean it's like oh yeah we can justify having a fourth guy listed as tight end, not yeah. tight end. You know what I mean? But we can't yeah. justify They got four quarterbacks on the roster right now. You and I bet you, fifth. I so. bet you anything that the position of tight end is almost exclusively based on like what they can pay him. Ah, yeah, um, maybe. because yeah. tight ends don't make as much typically as other, other positions or skill right. positions, I should say on offense. Yeah. Um, I like that. That was a nice young team there. They got a lot of young receivers. I like. I want to. I want to see Lawrence with them. I like. Uh, I want to see if Urban Meyer can do this without m- massively fucking up. Yeah. What'd you say, Logan? Uh, I'm excited for uh, for Trevor Lawrence and Allen Robinson to hook up. Yeah, I think that's going to be a that's lot gonna of fun. Be... Hopefully, Allen Robinson is uh, a bear, isn't he? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh boy all right next one al you pick okay um better qb in five seasons joe burrow or justin herbert logan I am going to go. Uh, Rip the I'm bandaid off. Herb, Just do it. I'm going to go with Herbert because although I think talent wise, Joe Burrow is a better quarterback in Cincinnati. Yeah. He's. Yes, yeah. Camille and I nod approvingly. It's another, yes, I have, he's I have, in Cincinnati. Yeah, <laughs> I, have, I have two so, reasons. Although, like, if you were to if you were to switch teams, and Joe Burrow is now on the Chargers, 
that's completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to fully agree. And, uh, the, the, the first reason I agree is because I think that when quarterbacks get hurt so drastically when they're young, they tend to come back a little more apprehensive and slowly, you know, cause they have more to lose in a young career. Um, and secondly, <laughs> that organization can't fucking protect them, obviously. Um, so, and Herbert showed out last year, you know, the, the kid is a stud. So oh. I, I think he, I think he projects like, the best. Yeah. He, uh, he was electric and exciting as hell. Thank God someone almost not... killed Tyrod Taylor. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> that poor bastard. That is insane, dude. I like Tyrod That's Taylor too. I, I really like, do too. Getting a shot I like with Tyron. A decent offense. Yeah, it's brutal. You I know, forgot. he just can't get a shake. It's <laughs> like he brings the Bills to the fucking playoffs for the first time in 20 years, and they're just like, "Yeah, that was cool. We'll see." Bye. Ya. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I mean, albeit I'd rather have Josh Allen too, but true. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Top three baseball players of all time from Daniel McClure. Logan, you go first. You Sorry, say that again. Top three baseball players of, it says of your time. Um, but oh, I, so I would no, have, no Babe Ruth? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. I don't know if, it, if, he, if it's a typo, if it meant your time or all time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it literally and say your time. Yeah, so, okay. Lo, I think that's for Logan, it's like For Logan, it's like the past seven years. And for <laughs> me and Alex, uh, it's, it's, we can include Babe Ruth. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, Logan, um, go first. Let's say your time. Let's just say since the earliest of us was born, which is me. So 81. Okay. So, so you, uh, we don't have different playing fields to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think that if Derek isn't on that list, then it's probably a crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the captain. Yeah. He, he's definitely up there. Man, hard. Uh, probably, probably Randy Johnson, and I'm gonna go with. I don't know. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't. So many names are just like flashing through. Like, maybe we should have left it just for you for the past ten years, so you could have eliminated some yeah. of those names. <laughs> well, you, you just got one more, man. Yeah, dude. Um, throw one out. <sighs> Fucking Mike Trout. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ, wow. that was difficult. It's hard to get the mic trying to. Um, <laughs> the problem. The problem with this is well, that, like, having an argument in my head, like, okay, so do H do DHs count in this conversation, yeah. or like just pitchers? Like, 
No, no, no. I mean, it was it was left generally as all time. Yeah, I understand no, that when you're trying to differentiate between pitchers and hitters, yes, yeah. 100%, that makes it more difficult. But it did look like you were about to have an alien pop out of your fucking chest <laughs> yeah, trying to trouble, decide man. on that last player. You're in trouble on that one, man. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no direction as to whether it's like, it says what's your, right? So there's no direction as to like, who do you think are the best players of this time? So I'm going to take the I'm going to take it possessively, and I will say that I will eliminate my actual favorite baseball players of all time, who are Tony Gwynn and Shane Victorino. But I would go Jeter. Tony. I would go Jeter. Maddox, Ortiz. So that's the I was gonna say Ortiz for number three, but I was like, man, he's a DH, and I can't play a little first base whenever when you need him to. Yeah. Little very bit. little very little wasn't it wasn't a liability there because he only played there like once a year <laughs> but yeah it's uh but again so i'm interpreting that as you know meant to my divide i don't doubt that you know i i would it's arguable to say that mike trout is not a better baseball player than david ortiz obviously because he plays the field so um yeah. but i'm taking into the account the personal feelings and favorite feelings and all that kind of stuff so um, also, I fucking hated Greg Maddox for most of the mid '90s because of all the he Phillies, so Phillies drubbing good. he did, um, and Cheater's Cheater. I mean. just... So for me, I will do. Um, I'll make it a little bit different. I will go best off of like when they were in their prime, not necessarily their like overall body of work, but when they were in their prime. So um, probably like. Mid late eighties, Roger Clemens. Um, ninety nine through like two thousand and two, Pedro. Mm. Which was probably the best apex of any player I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, and then early two thousands, Albert Pujols. Wow. Because when I they will, were uh, at, when those guys were like at their apex, they were just so above and beyond. And I also, actually, you know what? I can take out mid '80s Clemens, and I'll say pre-steroids Barry Bonds. Mm. That would be my my list. I want to I want to take out Maddox and replace him with Pedro, but it's I mean that makes, that yeah, makes my list. it's tough. It <laughs> makes my list real homery though, right? Makes but I mean, homery. you know, like I feel like I feel like Pedro probably had the best apex of any pitcher, but Maddox I I think did it longer or had more sus- sustained success. Yeah. Um partially because he just all he did was throw fucking unhittable junk. Yeah. Um are the Colts going to the AFC Championship game this year? Nicholas Bradley Watson wants to know. No. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah, I'm it's a... bold. I like I like a lot of what the Colts have done. Um, I'm intrigued to see how Carson is going to do reunited with Frank Reich. Um, <laughs> Philly fans shaking his head. I'm not intrigued. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I understand. I'm I'm sure you have very complicated feelings about. Uh... No, my feelings are easy. I hate that motherfucker. There's no complicated about it. What's, what's complicated? The dude held us up for all that money. We even held us up. He, we just gave it to him for no reason, right? 
And then, and now we're paying that money and he's not on the team anymore. But you can is say that his fault? That. No, but I'm going to aim my anger at him. Okay. <laughs> I can't be mad at the team. They're yeah, still my no, team. That's, that's totally fine. I get it. Um, piece of shit, ginger <laughs> ass. Oh, I hate that dude. You know, stay on the field for like eight seconds. You know what I'm saying? Just do that. That's your fucking job. We're still paying you to do it. You're never going to do it for us again. Clown. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Whatever. So, although I do like some of the moves that they've made, Pussy especially shit. on the defensive end, they've had a really good couple of drafts on the defensive end. Um, I do not see them making it to the AFC championship, though. Um, there's, too many, there's too many other powerhouses. I mean, Buffalo, yeah. scary now. Mm. Um, Patriots are overhauled. Mm-hmm. Um, Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, that. The Chiefs are, the Chiefs Dude, are still that might team. be the best we've ever <laughs> seen at that most important position. Even when Char- they're Chargers are emergent as well. Chargers have their young stud, mm-hmm. and with a new coach, I, I really like Anthony Wynn, and I'm glad that he got a job. Um, but there were so many of those games where it was like, shit, if you were just a little bit better at managing this, mm-hmm. you would have won. They had so many weird fucking losses that last season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. That was an easy one. Um, it's tough, man. These dudes, a lot of the guys asking questions are just are just fans of horrible teams. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We love you guys. Um, let's go back to the uh, let's go back to the NFC North for Ramon and I's question. Do you think the Bears have a chance for a late, maybe Super Bowl run if they start Fields? No. Super Bowl run is. Definitely, Definitely out of the question. Wildly Logan is optimistic. shaking his head violently now. As that's well. that's I mean I get the optimism. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, I get the optimism. But that's asking a lot for a rookie QB. Yeah, and that's a that's that toss up division there too, right? So we were we've been we played forty five minutes in this division already. Um Packers are still in it. They're the dogs. So you know, maybe get a two and sneak in, you know, finish second, sneak in a wild card spot. But two Saints slouches no more, man. The top tops of these conferences are heavy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like unless, except the NFC East, but like, you know, the NFC's dudes aren't, it's not like the NBA, man. Like you can't be middling and like sneak through. You know yeah. Saying? Yeah. You know, seven game series is you sneak one away. Potentially it's not happening. There's so no play in tournament. Especially, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially not, with a rookie quarterback who is not going to start the season. No. So if you go yeah. in, a, if you go into the season and quarterback is your biggest question, guess what? You ain't making a super bowl. I don't care if the dude starts game one. I mean, I don't so know if, if, if you have a rookie is... quarter, but still a rookie quarterback, even if you're giving him the helm, like Jag, the Jaguars biggest question is, can Trevor Lawrence do it at a professional level? That's the biggest yep. question yep. on their team right now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So if that's your, if that's your lead problem going into the season, 9.9 times out of 10. You know what? 11 times out of 10, you're not making it to a Super Bowl. Unless you're the New England Patriots and you're starting Tom Brady. But that, but quarterback wasn't a question for them coming into the, when he replaced exactly. Bledsoe, right? right? And it wasn't the next year either. So, right. all right. Another easy one. Man, these Midwest questions, guys. I just like, we're staying away from our, our bread and butter, but. 
All right. Thomas Schaefer wants to know, I think this is a, a card question, but let's port it to like a fantasy or just overall question so that you guys can participate too. The question is who's the better long-term hold, which I will just replace with who would you rather have Acuna or Tatis? Fuck. Um, Damn. Mm. They're, they're obviously both exceptional young talents. Um, so I feel like I got to go with Tatis just because he's so much fun. Yeah. Like he's just so much fun. Like That's I fun, love yeah. like his enthusiasm and every, like he, he loves it and you can tell that he loves it. And um, yeah. So that would be, that would be my guy would be Tatis. But I mean, I think they're both going at, you know, obviously health is mm-hmm. always, you know, the looming what if, Yeah. but if both are healthy, I see both of them making it to the hall. Tatis reminds me of like, um, and obviously I don't mean this talent wise, but in 08, when uh, the Celtics got everybody and Eddie House is there at the end of the handshake line every time, just fucking tapping everybody up and shit, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like, I don't start, but I'm having a phenomenal time out here. This is awesome. Right? <laughs> so that's like, so that plus Tatis' talent. Yes. Dude, dude, dude stares at every home run for like a while. For a while. Goes around the bases, David Ortiz slow. Stops at third base and like does a little like hop hop. Yep. Daps up the third base coach, gets home. They put a giant home run chain on him. He pops up like <laughs> 20 people. Like it's dude, it's Tatis all the way. I'm sure I like a cool. Yo, he hit a home run when the count was three and oh. <laughs> dude. I was like, that is ballsy. Dude, he's dirty. Like you have great roots. He really, you were I mean, fucking swinging at a 3-0 pitch. Dude. And just I mean, cranking a fucking home run. Did his dad hit four in a game? His pops? Yeah. Uh probably. Did he hit four, three or four in a game once. Probably. That sounds about right. Look at this. I don't know if can you guys hear the sirens going off right now? I can, man. I can, yeah. It's one of the worst things about being in this area is that I always have. Four Tatis Sr. hit four in a game. I appear to have been incorrect. All right, whatever. Anyway, Man. Yeah, his, his dad, his dad could mash him too. But yeah, I don't, I just like, I, it's, again, there's a little, a small amount of bias because Acuna's in my uh, Phillies division, so you can suck it. Um, but he's, I mean, they're both fucking so good, man. But Tatis is just so fun to watch. Logan, you got a decision? I was going to go with Acuna because um, I think that, I mean, they're both, they're both going to, as Al said, be incredible players, health pending. Uh, I, I, either one, <laughs> either one. you're good. Logan, let's come back to you and talk about this question was probably submitted after game one of the Bruins series. So, Let's just be like, yo, let's do an update on this series. But I do want to shout out Aaron Werman. What did the Islanders do wrong last night in Boston? That's question number one. And how do they come back from that loss to win the series? They have since even the series last night in overtime on a brutal, brutal play by a guy whose name I don't know because I only watch hockey in the playoffs. So (laughs) 
Lazon or something like that. Lazon, yeah. So break it down a little bit. What's uh, happening? So game one, um, the problem that the Islanders had was they played less than three full periods of hockey. That's why they lost. They <laughs> they fell completely flat in the third period. Um, there was not a lot of life. They couldn't keep offensive zone time in the third period. Um, the Bruins, the Bruins, it didn't matter what line was, was out there. They were just destroying them. Um, stuff that they did right was in those first two periods. Um, they played very well defensively against some of the best potential shots that I've seen from the Bruins since Pasternak's been back. And he was just unstoppable. You couldn't, he could almost score a goal on command. And that's just when, when Pasternak's in that zone, nobody's going to stop him from scoring. Um, especially with his line mates. Uh, what they did do right in game two is uh, <laughs> they absolutely put the pedal down and they were like, we are not falling flat. We're not playing on our heels. We need to take it to them and we can't stop playing three periods of hockey. Mm-hmm. Went into overtime. It looked like the Bruins started to have the upper hand in overtime by keeping nobody was each team was was ending up with very very long offensive zone total times it just kept going back and forth after like five minutes per per tick of the clock and um it it ultimately came down to just one stupid pass <sighs> so mad but it was it was very even that was a much better playoff hockey game than game 1 ever could have been they were very evenly matched it seemed and each team had their bright spots and each team had their poor spots that they still need to work on um to, for the islanders to win the series they need to keep playing defensively smart and taking advantage of any turnover that the Bruins give them. Because that seems to be the biggest problem for the Bruins right now is their puck control. Their, their passing is often sloppy into people's skates off the mark or into traffic. And then they end up turning the puck over. So if, if the Islanders can take advantage of the turnovers on a more consistent basis and not give up stupid penalties, then they'll win the series. And what is your prediction for the series? Honestly, I think that it's going to go to seven. Um, and I think the Bruins win it very closely, but um, again, that's only if the Islanders fall back into their, sort of towards the end of the regular season selves. 
So if they if they keep up what they if they pick up where they left off in game two, then they'll win the series. Okay. I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> okay. Um Alex, Joe Steelman wants to know who do y'all think will be in the NBA finals this year? Well, that is looking kind of weird now because it we is have some injuries. Wide the fuck open. We have some injuries that have completely fucked things up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <sighs> shit. <laughs> like, there's so many different ways this could go. I mean, it really might depend entirely on how Anthony Davis recovers. Because um, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, the issues with Luca, um, he apparently, I don't know if this is a pinched nerve or what the hell is going on, but he That's has reported as that. Yeah. Arm issues and he can't turn his head to the left, mm. which I'm pretty sure is required for the sport of basketball, being able yeah. to move your head in all directions yes, that are physically possible. It's definitely helpful. Um, so that's that's going to be really tough. Um, if and then, of course, in the East, you don't know what the extent of Joel Embiid's injury is. Mm. So it becomes a much more complicated situation. Now, um, Utah is a much healthier team in the West. They are incredibly uh, defensively disciplined. They play team basketball really well. Um, they've had a good shoot. I sometimes get a little concerned about what's going on with Donovan Mitchell and that team because – he appears to be very upset with them, depending on how, uh, based off of how they handled an injury situation with him before. Um, Denver, I mean, with Jamal Murray getting hurt before the playoffs even started, that was absolutely brutal. However, they do still have such an incredibly talented front court. They could pull out this series with Portland. There's just so many variables that that, that question in and of itself is incredibly difficult. I, if, if Anthony Davis is fully healthy, I have a hard time betting against LeBron James. And if Joel Embiid is healthy, I don't think anyone can stop him. Um, so I I will say uh, I will say Lakers and Sixers, but I don't feel particularly confident about it. Um, so you would be discounting Brooklyn in the East too, even at full strength. Then yes, yes, because although they can score a hundred and forty points, they can't defend one hundred and fifty. They cannot defend fucking anyone. And I think that the 76ers are in a unique position to match up with them very well because you have Ben Simmons, who's probably the best individual defender in the game right now. Um, he can guard multiple positions. He can guard Kevin Durant, not easily, but he can. Mm -hmm. You also have Matisse Thybul, who is a 
you know, similar to a Marcus Smart, was defensively ready the second he came into the league, but he's bigger and more talented, I think, um, than Marcus. Um, so he would be able to get thrown at, you know, a James Harden or Kyrie. Um, I think what you have to do for that team is to just kind of try and make it a situation where Kyrie has to beat you. Um, and if you can kind of hold the other guys in place who at least, you know, by their standards, pedestrian numbers, I, I think 76ers have the best shot at that. Logan. I'm going to go a little bit more against the green than Al Brown. Um, Love it. I think that, I think that given, given the offensive power that they have, even with their defensive woes is um, it's hard to ignore. Um, I would say for an East representative, I would say, Brooklyn or Philly, um, if Embiid is healthy, but more, I think more so Brooklyn. And in the West, uh, West is real tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the Jazz. I like their chances. Yeah, and for all of the reasons that you stated, they're they're sound defensively and they play team basketball, which a lot of teams can't defend against because they don't know how. (laughs) And also, I mean, when you have Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench and, you know, shooting lights out and scoring 24 points, that certainly helps, you know? And then when um, the fifth or sixth Bogdanovich, whichever (laughs) one. It's Bogdan on that team. Yeah. Um, When him and Ingles are, are, clicking i mean those are guys who can get you 30 points in a game if mm. if, <clears throat> if you know so yeah they're they're utah's dangerous utah's a very dangerous team and then you know another thing that we didn't even or i didn't even touch on is uh the milwaukee bucks are probably better poised this year than any other year to make it a deeper run because you know uh coach bud has finally read the writing on the wall and is allowed for new kind of defense um, and, and offensive gameplay. Um, and then the addition of Drew Holiday replacing Eric Bledsoe has been massive for them. Um, so I, I would honestly, I would go with Milwaukee before Brooklyn. Mm. Um yeah, that's just me. Um, <clears throat> I really, 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 really want Phoenix to come out of the West. I know. I really want to. them to. I, know I love Chris to. Paul. <laughs> I really want them to come out of the West. I think more so I just want them to beat the Lakers, but I, I do want them to come out of the West. But even if they did, if Davis stays, you know, hurt and they sneak this series out, um, they they're tough against whoever Denver or Utah. That's probably who it would be. So, um, I'll take it the same way you took it. All things being equal, 
um, you know, top five league superstars not hurt. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's Lakers and probably the Sixers. Um, two teams I really don't like. Um, I will not pick a winner. Just leave it at that. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's it, but again, the, the wrench, the monkey wrench in the system of people, major stars being hurt right now. It's, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's added more. <laughs> well, what end up with in, a Phoenix in a league that doesn't always, yeah. be sweet. <laughs> if, oh my God, if Chris Paul took that tea. So I feel like if Chris Paul, I, I just, I want that guy to win so bad because he's been so good for so long. Yeah. And he, he gets so much shit and everyone says that he can't fucking do it. It's like he's been doubted at every, every, every turn. Stop. Yeah. God, I want him to win. I really do. I'm such a huge fan of Chris Paul. And I just, I know he's not like hurting for money or anything like that, but I just, I want him to get at least one chip. He's hurting for rings. Yeah. Yeah. It's a damn shame. Let's just do uh, two more. I'm, I got one I want to end on. Um, but let's do two more. Let me try to find one here. Hmm. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of these are like, like <laughs> who's going to be playoffs in the NFL? Is my team good? No. Who do you think the best defensive end is in the NFL? So Aaron Donald is technically a defensive tackle, correct? Correct. Because he'd be my defensive end. Um, So I would say I'd probably say Miles Garrett. Um, versatility, speed, strength. I mean, you can you can make you can make an argument that either one of the Bosa brothers could be in that conversation. Yeah, just I, I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Miles. That's my take. Um, it's crowded at the top of this list. It's a loaded position. It's very crowded at the top of this list. Uh, another set of brothers in there. One's taking a, a step back, so JJ wouldn't be it. TJ could be a candidate. Um, is he a defensive end or an outside yes. linebacker? Is I think he, he's a defensive end. Both, but he's he he's labeled as an outside linebacker. But, oh, okay. but they they have him line up and yeah, you know, plays yeah. in defense. Play plays both all the time. Yeah, uh, TJ's good. I would have said Von Miller two years ago. I'll say uh, Khalil Mack. So I was going to say Khalil Mack as well. But yeah. it, I, uh, but Mack is also a linebacker. Lines up at the end all the time. Does he? Pretty sure. Yeah. Hang on. Well, labeled as I a feel line. like he's listed as a middle linebacker, though, isn't he? Khalil Delshawn Mack is an American football defensive end for the huh. Chicago Bears. Indeed. But yeah, he's kids unstoppable. Yeah, Mac is a is a total monster. 
I probably would have put him in, but I, for some reason, thought he was officially a linebacker. Well, you have Donald. Well, you have Donald listed as an end too. At least what Wikipedia does. What the hell does. is going on then? That's yeah, Wikipedia. It's Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's a defensive end. Well, in that case, I'm going Aaron Donald. Yeah, I think like now they just call it edge, whether it's like yeah. tackle or end. They're just like, hey, you're an edge player. It's weird. That's an ESPN thing. All right, last one. This we might be a while on this one. That's why I want it to be the last one. And I'm gonna properly. This, this is a very loaded question, I think. TJ Warren wants to know, and then I'm gonna directly quote this: Why does LeBron act like such a bitch? Three question marks. <laughs> Outstanding question. It is. Um, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Uh, Logan can't stop laughing. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's a good question. Logan, was this your question? Yeah, um, right. Yeah, Logan's alter ego, TJ Warren, asked this question. Um, no, wasn't me. I mean, I wish so, it was. So, part of it is that because of the way officiating works in the the NBA, um a lot of players exaggerate mm. things that happen to them. Um, LeBron has always been very cognitive of what the narrative is going to be, um, which is why you will see situations where it's like, oh, LeBron James, you lost in the NBA finals. Wait, your hand was broken the whole time? <laughs> you know, like that sort of shit. Or then when he get he got poked in, poked in the eye during that, uh, the play-in game against Golden State. And he makes this shot and he said that he was seeing three rims and he just shot for the one in the middle. And it's like, we've all been poked in the eye at some point in our lives. That doesn't happen. No, you don't you see stole three. that from Rocky Four. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. You definitely, you definitely don't see threes. You don't see shit. Yeah. <laughs> your eyes, <laughs> like one eye's just like blurred. Yeah. Blurred, definitely. But you're not seeing in triplicate. Like <laughs> Ivan Drago's been punching you in the fucking head <laughs> for six rounds. Get the fuck out of here with that. Can we also Come talk? on, but like that's 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 it. So because of my my answer to that is officiating, and he knows he can get away with stuff because he is LeBron and he is the face of them. Yeah, and his you know he knows that he'll either look more heroic when he wins, or there will be some form of out when he loses. Logan, uh, Al occluded you momentarily audio wise. So what were you saying? The last couple minutes. I, I was just saying, can we also talk about how hard in this airplane going overhead? <laughs> oh, I can't um, hear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's pretty loud. Uh, I was just going to say, can we talk about how long he sat on the ground after that eye poke? Like, you didn't sprain your fucking ankle. I watched in real time, in real time, Kevin Pillar take a 95 mile an hour mm. fastball to the face, mm. and he got up off of the ground faster than LeBron did. Eggs. Well, 
That's why the like I watched that man's face explode on live television, (laughs) and he was up quicker than LeBron after an eye poke. Yeah. So I take it easy. I'm (laughs) I'm taking this question as more directed towards him personally, not as a basketball player. It is. (laughs) Definitely is. It's like I. I don't know what happened to him as a child, maybe because he went <laughs> straight from 18 in the NBA and was catered to pretty yeah, much. He's been, he's beginning. been famous since he was a child. Yeah. He's been famous since 14. How are you not going to get spoiled with that treatment? Oh, 100%. The fact yeah. that he's as well adjusted as he seems is nothing short of remarkable. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like there's never been any scandal. There's never been any, I mean, like all of his dumb, unlikable Not, shit has been, has, you know, taking his like, talents uh, to South Beach and flopping. It's like, you what, know, it's like what Cat says about, Cat Williams says about Obama. He's like, he ain't got a pit bull puppy. He don't know by $200. <laughs> he is like that. Not going crazy like Kanye West. Yeah. Like, oh, geez. It, we got, it, yeah. Like, we do a whole pod series about Kanye. I'm um, not, I'm we not won't, though. Yeah, we will not do that. He doesn't do good things. I'm not saying any of that. He donates to charity probably more than anybody else does. Uh, as far as. I mean, he built a school. Yeah. You know, and the most unlikable thing he ever did which was, you know, the whole the decision thing that mm. raised millions of dollars for the Boys and, Boys and Girls, Girls Club. Club of America. Yeah. So it's kind of like, damn it. Yeah. I really want to not like you. <laughs> exactly. So as far as that goes, great. Yeah. You're an excellent person, philanthropist. Great. Now just stop being a little bitch. <laughs> He has All those moments. Time. Was it, I forget if it was, I think it was too, I think it might have been his last NBA finals with Cleveland before he went to the Lakers. But there was some press conference and he like took exception to a real softball question that had been asked. And he stormed off and was like, do better. <laughs> it was the most like catty. Like all, it was just like all that was missing was him like throwing his scarf like around his neck or something, or like having a purse handbag that he flipped over his shoulder. Do better next time, sir. <laughs> um, I'll I'll take it within uh gameplay. Right, because that's where you see him be a bitch. So yeah, totally. It's squeaky wheel gets the grease, man. It's you know it, it is the well it's, the superstar gets the grease, right? But it's also seemingly the you know bedrock principle of NBA officiating. You know what I mean? Like, and stars get the calls. I mean, it's been right. that way forever. It's and it's unfortunate, but you know you can't you can't fault him necessarily for, and he takes it to an extreme. That's unbelievable, but you can't fault him necessarily for being like, Hey, if this is an ex, this is a, a loophole that I can exploit for the good of, um, you know, advancing my team and my individual profile also. I mean, you can't, 
you can't knock him for saying that for or for doing those things. Yeah. In, in, in the He's name not of the only one who period. has done it. Exactly. No, there's there's you know, it's it's an NBA wide. Can he be? The I can't most... even call it a problem at this point. It's just an NBA wide practice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And until the NBA does something about, you know, you know, the flop, the flopping rules that were much ballyhooed a couple of years ago, they were put in place. I mean, are they, are they big news these days now? No. It doesn't seem like anyone is in, in, you know, enacting those rules on a regular basis okay. at any time. Say again, Logan. Nothing really changed. Yeah, no, there's no change to it. So he's taking advantage of the system that he's within. Um, I don't, I, I do not, obviously don't fault the man for all the stuff he does off the court, but on the court. Oh, of course. You know, it's, he's, it's, it, dude, dude is the most incredible physical specimen. The that fact that he can this still. Earth has ever created, especially at this age. And he and could do some amazing things on the court. But, yeah. Of the game. Like he. Yeah. Yeah. But you can concentrate on that, homie. Shut your mouth. <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying. All right. I got a little more time. We do one more question. Okay. Let's make I'm it a, let's, let's make it a harder one. True views on pro athletes in politics. This is a question from Mike Oxlong Navarez. And I, for full disclosure, Mike is tuning away from sports to get away from politics and sports. Now, since I'm already talking, I'm going to keep talking. I don't knock the dude for his opinion. If you, if you want to turn away from sports because politics is involved, then you must, you must not like sports that much, right? there's certain necessary things that go along with the stuff you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm not saying this either to knock this particular person, but there's a fair amount of anti this anti dudes using their platform from dudes that just like work at CVS and shit. Like no one wants to hear what you got to say. This dude has a platform that he can use to affect change potentially, whatever dude that may be. Jalen Brown is first in my mind right now. Um, so that comes with the territory, especially when you're watching sports that have a large uh, uh, proportion of historically aggrandized people. And secondly, anything that involves this amount of money involves politics and they cannot be separated. So you're just going to have to deal with it. And if you don't, if you don't also, you have to count if you're talking about people's political opinions, which are opinions about racism are not political. But if you're talking that as a political opinion, then that this, these, in theory, people should also be against us having to watch the national anthem before every game, right? Or, you know, televised at least. Um, but I just think that the, the overall thing behind this is a definition of what is political and what is not. And saying that I, as a black person, would prefer to not be prejudiced against is not a is not a is not a political issue it's a human rights issue no one calls breast cancer a political issue right when dudes were in pink all month no one says anything when the nfl wears salute to service jerseys in october or november whenever that is and that shit's dope they should do that um but does it make me turn away from sports no it's 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 part of it it's, it's part of Anything with this large of an audience, that's why all entertainment, all sports, all uh, large commerce, all has political ties. That's, that's part of the game, dude. You know what I'm saying? So 
do I turn away from that because of, do I turn away from sports because of that? No, I do not. That's my honest view. Yeah. Same. Cool. Um, it's somewhat more complicated being a white guy and talking about this sort of thing. Um, you know, I, but, don't, I don't, I don't see color Al. So I didn't. Yeah. Know. Okay. Um, okay. I, so, I, I appreciate you. I'm on that. I'm on that. I, I am not, I am not as evolved. Aren't we all just God's children? <laughs> you know, but I mean, you know, just touching on things that you said there one when there is that much money involved, there is absolutely politics involved, Always. especially when there's taxpayer money involved, mm. especially when a city or state is building a fucking arena for a team, the amount of commerce and economy within that region, mm. there's, there's politics involved in all of that. Yeah. But what I think this person is referring to is, social justice and racial equality mm. but is using politics as kind of incorrectly yes um because i don't feel like that's the issue that they have to they fully don't... to fully flesh this out the the question continues i agree with brett Favre that i'm tuning away to, to get away from that crap that's the question mm. so mm. like this person saw my facebook photo you know what I'm saying? Like, what did he think? Uh, how did, I wonder how he thought I was going to answer. Yeah. <laughs> this is a so, purposeful yes. dragging, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is, um, shit, man. Like, yeah, I feel like this person doesn't fully grasp what is happening. Mm. Um, I kind of feel like this person may have skewed uh views on what is political and what is a matter of human rights um i don't want to come off as some uh uh <laughs> bloodthirsty liberal mm. and start <laughs> screaming at this person yeah. but i just think that they should uh try and take a step back and try and look at things if they were uh, a completely different skin color and they had a different um, background entirely and how mm. they might feel about some of those situations. So I just hope that person educates themselves a little bit more. And that's how I'll leave that one. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't like politics either. You know what I'm saying? So, so like for me, it's like, yeah, for me, it's like, even if like Barack Obama was doing an interview at halftime of like a game, I'd be like, I don't watch this shit. It's politics. I don't watch this shit. Let's <laughs> be watching sports, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, but politics as politics, mm -hmm. not throwing things in that bucket because it's convenient. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how I feel about it. Logan. What you got? Yeah, it's there's definitely a case of misidentity with the word politics in the question because that's obviously not what is being talked about here it's not politics it's yeah. movements and platforms the use of platforms to attempt to better educate people who don't understand any of those movements mm. um 
It's an important I, conversation. And I'm glad we're having it. <laughs> I didn't mean to broadside you guys with it, but it's on the list. <laughs> but um, but I did want to cover it before I forgot everything I thought about it because that's the type of shit I'd be doing. So be like, yeah, I get that question, and the next day I'd be like, oh shit, I forgot that question and all the stuff I thought of. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think, uh, I think that obviously this person has their right to their own opinion. Mm and feel the way that they want to feel about whatever they want to feel about it. America. Yeah. Mm. Um, so if you're choosing to not watch sports because of the... Because support, black people want to be treated equally? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like that's, that's kind of what it's seeming like. Yeah. yeah. You don't like sports so that much, it, man. Yeah, like... If you're not watching sports, shut up and dribble is like the vibe I'm getting, you mm, know, not, kinda. not great. So if you want to, if you want to not watch, if you're not going to watch sports now because of the support of those movements, I want you to take a long, hard look at all of the athletes in these professional sports and understand that your support of them being an athlete, but not treated as an equal person is very off mm. and to hold these athletes on such a pedestal that they normally get put up on mm -hmm. and to not support them as a human being but as an athlete is i think just <laughs> absurd <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny too is that the question itself is hypocritical, so which me, it means that he's not going to listen to this show. He doesn't like <laughs> politics. Like, he doesn't like politics and sports, but he asks the sports podcast a political question. <laughs> that would make no sense, and I, we shouldn't even answered it. Now that I think about it. I just realized it's a hypocritical question. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude. Uh, I wish I could say more sports for me. It's just on. I don't get more sports because he doesn't watch. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> yeah, um, it's still gonna be works. here though, man. Well, I'll, yo, I'll enjoy sports for sports. You know, there's what what is po this politics shit is if it's quote unquote politics, it's 45 seconds at the beginning of the game. That's gonna make you're gonna miss out on three to five hours of of you know athletic sports. excellence just because fucking someone was on their knees once. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Well. No and not only that but like how how i don't know I, I i'll never understand it i don't want to get into dragon you, you don't even need to finish that thought logan he participated, <laughs> the guy, he participated mike oxlong navars he participated in our question in our in our giveaway i want to say thank him for participating he asked for our honest non-pc answer and this is the non-PC answer. We don't agree with his particular slant on it. It is what it is. And for the, and those are the reasons why. So on a high note at the end there <laughs> for part one, we got more. We have so many more questions. Yeah. So many more. But we're going to do, we'll do them tomorrow. Al Brown, Logan Eater. Hey, I love you guys. Love you. Love you too. Don't hang up just yet. We'll okay. stop for a second after this. Um, and that's it. Bye, everybody. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.